Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of No Room for Doubt. I have got a conversation lined up for you that I have been literally bursting at the seams. Like my guest, um, I send all of my guests a link to the book in and I think when you sent the link, it was like for four weeks later, I was like, ah, I'm dying to have this conversation. So it's so good. All I'm just going to say is that if you're listening to this in a car, if you're walking, you're going to want to come back to this episode and get your journal out and really explore what comes up for you as we dive into this topic. Okay, I need to tell you who my guest is. Kimberly, hello. Hi, Kyra. How are you? I'm really fucking well. Excuse my lack. <laughs> no, I'm not excusing anything. <laughs> you do it. You do I'm it. like such, I swear a lot and I always apologize. And then I'm like, oh, is that a society professional thing? Like this is something interesting I should look at. You know I'm so the same. I never used to swear at all. Like I used to, I remember I used to want to be a Blue Peter presenter. So I was like, I don't swear. And then <gasps> I swear all the time now. And I hate when people say sorry. Cause I'm like, I love swearing I feel like it just is like passion like yeah. like do it swear, it's swear, passion. Swear. <laughs> so Kimberly is it Kimberly Spears is that how I say your last name either or I actually asked my grandma where the name is from and she was like I don't know it's Spires or Spears so we'll go Spears for today <laughs> okay fantastic I love it it reminds me of Britney so just yeah. for everyone who doesn't know who you are and what you do so we can catch everyone up would you mind introducing yourself of course. So I'm Kimberly. I am a psychology grad. And I'm only saying that just because of the conversation we're going to go into. I would normally <laughs> say that. It's a bit weird, like a psychology grad. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to an American like college. Like, um, But my professional background and enthusiasm, I like to say, instead of expertise, is in digital marketing. I am obsessed. And I only say the psychology thing because it unifies everything that I'm about. I'm obsessed with why people do things, why they buy, why they show up why they do things I'm obsessed I kind of I'm on Insta stories and instead of kind of listening to what they're saying I'm like oh that's like why are you doing that why that I love all that but then on the other hand I am the founder of um, Create Co which we actually are soon to rebrand which I haven't actually announced yet but I know when this comes out we would have to Uncommon Folk and we are mm. all about people like you Kara we are about the people mm. the incredible Uncommon Folk that break tradition and carve their own purpose-driven life on their own terms. <laughs> so we're a community, we're a resource, and we unify these unique minds in that uniqueness. So we offer free resources, and then we're just about to relaunch our club, which will be Uncommon Club. And it just unifies these people that are carving a life on their own terms, but they're also changing the world for people and the planet. So yeah, it's just a load of good people that we kind of are all about. I love that. I didn't know about your rebrand, but hearing it, I'm like, it makes so much sense why you and I are here having this conversation because totally. you're talking about people carving a life on their own terms. And sometimes this can be 
because of really dramatic things that people do externally. But what we're going to get into on our conversation today is like how you can carve a life on your own terms because of how you're showing up and what you believe is possible for yourself. It's so true. So I think that's so fascinating. It's so, and like we're going to talk about um, in a second, everyone would do it if they could, but there are so many personal barriers that come in the way that block you because you are doing something different. You are being unique to yourself. You are putting something out there to the world and it's blimmin' scary. Like it's absolutely scary. And there are so many barriers that come up like you did. It's all about that confidence, that mindset. That's probably the biggest barrier. It's nothing to do with your skill worth. And I just think what we're going to talk about today is what I come across so much and it makes me so sad because we're all about people that are doing the coolest stuff they are changing the planet and they are changing the way people think they're changing status quo but this little thing keeps getting in the way and I just I just want to shake them and be like you could change the world (laughs) stop hiding away but um yeah I'll let you kind of I suppose introduce what we're going to talk about yeah, sure. I think people are just like getting a little bit annoyed. They're like, what is it? Tell me now. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just thought, I was like, why are we not talking about it? It's like, we cannot mention yeah. what we're talking about. We're like easing you in. We're teasing you. We're making sure that you like, you're really bought in, that you're like really like strapped in. But anyway, Kimberly, this conversation came about when we were having a private conversation between ourselves after I presented a workshop in your community. And we you were talking about showing up on Instagram in relation to a skin condition you had or not showing up. Mm. Do you just want to share what had happened and your thoughts about this? Yeah, I have to say, like you said at the beginning, we had such a good conversation, didn't we? And I was so hyped after that. And then like, we couldn't book in a session. I was like, I just want to talk about it more. (laughs) It's so good that we can finally, finally said what we were talking about. So it's all about not showing up because of physical appearance. And I am no way an expert in this, but I do have a bit of knowledge and I have such a, like I kind of said before, there's two reasons why I'm really interested in this area. One, for personal struggles that I faced. And secondly, from meeting so many people that also face it that are could be changing so many things in the world, but this horrible thing of physical appearance is holding them back. So my own struggles, I always struggle. I suppose it's, they call it body dysmorphia, don't they? I, I've never been diagnosed, but I just... I've never really liked the way I look. And it's not been a serious thing. I just dodge photos. I just don't want to be in the photo. I still have a great life, still go out and I'm not kind of mm. hiding away. It's just, I'm not the girl that's in front of the camera. Mm. Start, I actually started Create Co, which will now be Uncommon Folk, quite a while ago, a couple of years, about four or five years ago. I was like, I want to get this community up and running. And then it was around the time when I wanted to be like behind the scenes. And the brand was this resource platform that creatives could tap into. There wasn't kind of a leader. It was just resource platform, which there were loads around. But then it was the time where brand, personal brand and leading the brand was really coming kind of at the fruition of running a business. You had to be the leader of your brand. And it terrified me. I was like, I'm not the girl in front of the camera, which I'm sure lots of people listening be like, I wanted to run a business. I didn't want to be dancing around on TikTok. <laughs> want to be doing this and it was like I say four or five years ago and I just kind of scurried away did my part-time role and just let it like simmer across and then something changed in me that I was like I no, like this is greater my purpose and what I want to do is greater than how I look I have to stop hiding away from it but like um you were saying earlier 
it still flares up massively. It's, it's still there. It's there every day. But I've just had an outbreak of eczema and everyone who follows me on stories, I moan about it. Jeremy <laughs> just like, I need to stop talking about it now. Like, stop. <laughs> stop. But um, it, it went all under my eyes, all over my face, on my chair, like everywhere. And it just like floored me. Joni just, you turn on the camera and you it's just constantly seeing it, isn't it? You can kind of forget about it. And it just, I, I just stopped showing up. I was like, the weeks would go past where I was like, I'd go to say something, there was something important I need to say. And I'd be like, oh, I'll just like maybe write it in a thing. And it, and my engagement went down massively. And luckily I'm coming out of it now. And you look back and you think, God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Stop. But so that's kind of the two reasons. And like I said, that personal struggle and that secondly is all about, I see it so much in others. Like we've got some wicked people as part of our community. They are doing things like creatives works, but like kind of seconds that aren't good enough to like perfect to sell. So they sell the seconds. It's all like sustainable for the planet. They're not getting thrown Mm -hmm. away. You get a bargain. But like that message is so amazing, but the founders don't want to kind of show up. They're like, I know them personally. And I'm like, you are the most incredible person. Like you can do that. You can change the world on this. Not the world, I suppose, but you can change a small corner of the world. And it just upsets me so much, but I see it myself. So I'm like, I don't blame you (laughs) because I do it. So so yeah, that's kind of my feelings on it. Totally. Like so much of what you said there, I just think is so juicy to break down because what you said was that you started this business, you wanted it to be a research platform, you wanted it to just be the content, I call it like putting your product in front of you or hiding behind the product, because you felt like that was really important. But then at the same time, you realise that no, it needs to be from a voice, it needs to come from me. And you had this moment of feeling the fear, like it's like that moment of tension when you're like, I can see what I need to do, but I'm actually quite afraid. And I think so many business owners are in this place literally right now. They see you and I and other people on Instagram and they see them talking to camera, doing Instagram lives, and they think, I know what I should be doing to grow my business, but it's so scary. It's so comfortable. It's anxiety producing. It's so true, isn't it? Like you say, I run workshops with the venture, but... People know what they need to do. They know exactly what they need to do to run their business, to get their voice out there. But like you say, it's just, it's such a barrier. And they see other people. And I think the biggest thing is they see other people doing it and think they're this magical species that's landed on this planet. And it's just really confident. They just were born with it. And some people are. They're extroverts through and through. They want to be with people. They want to connect with people. They want to share their message. And my housemate's actually really into personality traits. And we were talking about different people that we know. And she was like, she's got an entertainer personally. And I was like, yeah, she has. Like, she's really outgoing. And yeah. and people are, they, they, they are naturally more confident. But actually, a lot of the people you see online, they've had to go through all of this. It's taken years to get to the point of doing lives. And actually, when you start doing it, you're like, no one cares what I look like. They really don't. They're like, they're listening to my voice. No one cares. So totally. it's such a tricky one, isn't it? What I think can be really useful if you're a business owner and you're listening to this is to sort of, to just ask yourself, where did you get your thoughts or your beliefs about the way you look? Like if you're looking in the mirror and you don't like the way you look, who taught you why you shouldn't like it or why you didn't like it? So Kimberly, can I ask you, what did you hear or what did you learn about the way you look, about how you should be perceived by people growing up? Because I think it's such a cultural thing. Personally, for me, I was taught that, one, I should be really pretty and presentable because 
I should want a man to want to marry me. And if I'm really pretty, then I can marry a really rich man. And that's how I can create money in my life. And also, I was taught I had to look very fashionable and very stylish if I wanted to be taken seriously in the fashion industry. So there's so many ways that we're taught about how we look. What do you think it was for you when you were growing up? That's so true, actually, because I'm really trying to rack my brains. And I think in terms of a parent influence, my mum hates shopping. She's not into makeup and stuff. And I think I wanted to be, but I had no guidance. So I was just, <laughs> especially 90s kid, like blue eyeshadow all over your face and thick foundation. Like, I feel like maybe that's it. the core. Like, I kind of grew up in the 90s. I've gone, oh God, I still can't do makeup. I can't make myself look yeah. like the girls look like now. But I always remember my nan. She was this incredible, strong, just, she like ran away the circus when she was 15 she just had this cool life but she I remember we used to stay at her house on the weekend and you never saw her without makeup and I remember Mm -hmm. coming down once and I saw her without makeup she used to go down for a morning cigarette and coffee and um I caught her once and she was like oh I only her grand I was probably like nine I I wouldn't have even cared but she ran off and did her makeup and this is like quite a deep story but when she actually she had a heart attack at 65 because she smoked every like most every day but she called the ambulance to say, I'm having a heart attack. Like I'm not well, but she put a full face of makeup on, did her wow. hair whilst the ambulance was coming. And they were like, you're fine. You're fine. She's like, no, I am. And they took her in and she'd had a heart attack because she put a full face of makeup on. She looked great. And I was like, I've got a feeling a few of those thoughts have stemmed from there. Like, and this is not, she never put it on me. She would never want us to wear makeup and all that kind of stuff. But you do, like you say, you pick up on the little things of like in the morning, I've got housemates and I don't let them see me with makeup. I live in like the top room. So I kind of scurry down, get my tea, let the dog out and then I run back up. So I do just think it seeps in. It seeps in slowly, doesn't it? And like you say, I think, I don't think I've had any major things. I've Mm. always just not liked the way I've looked. It's not suited. My internal doesn't seem to suit my external. I'm quite an outdoorsy, like beachy girl. And all the girls that do that normally don't wear any makeup. They've got these nice thick hair that they can just chuck in a bun and then they climb a mounting and they come back down and they look amazing I'm the girl that you know you see the memes of the like messy bun but you actually look like Miss Trunchbull (laughs) I climb a mountain and I'm like sweating and I have this Miss Trunchbull bun and I'm like I don't look like you and it makes me think I don't want to have a picture then because I don't look like the girls that are out surfing and then they get out of the water I'm like this disheveled like mess and I just think it's all those little things that have kind of come to fruition and I think yeah I don't think there's anything major but I just think think what you're saying is major because you may have not heard it from your house but definitely from society of like that idea of wanting to be or knowing who you are or feeling like you fit a particular story or narrative but then when you look out to society who you think you should be you don't look like them like I worked with a client recently who was starting her fashion brand and launching and a big thing that came up for her was she had the belief that in order to be successful in fashion I have to be really trendy I have to be really stylish and I actually don't look like any of the bloggers that I see out there so therefore I can't do it and it's almost like we go to school and we're told, okay, you can only create what you can see. So here are the options. You have to pick from an option that already exists. And if you're like, oh, what I want to do, it's never been done before. It's never been done by someone who's a black woman, by a trans woman, by someone who's plus size. It limits what you think is possible for yourself and for what you can achieve. 
That is so true. Like every, like you say, it, we kind of careers advice at school. You'd see a picture of, wouldn't you? Like, here's what a lawyer looks like. Here's what a, an artist looked like. Like they look yeah. scruffy and they look like yeah. paint all over them. This and fashion is like the worst, isn't it? You've got to be skinny. You've got to be cool mm. all the time. You've got to look perfect. Actually, fashion and running a brand is blimmin' hard. Like it's blim- you probably like an absolute scruff the whole time. And then when it comes 100%. to the fashion, like a million percent, you're running around, especially if you're in London, you're running across London, you're in flats, you you, you don't look good. Like, and yeah, if you I actually look good. to this. <laughs> yeah, like straight up testify, especially by like six in the evening, you're like, I'm yeah. done. And then you still got to go on to an event or something. But I just think it's so sad, isn't it? Because I, I get it. I mean, mine's different in terms of like the personal side, but like with me being into outdoorsy stuff I don't do it I haven't done as much as I should have done because I don't look like like you say society's perception of someone who climbs a mountain or surfs all the time like you especially in surfing and things you get these Mm. super hot girls that are tan they live in Hawaii like they're gonna (laughs) look amazing like Jesus Christ they're living off fruit and sun like they're gonna look amazing exactly like I'm in, in a dingy city but it's so true and I it's so hard to we've had a few comments in haven't we that they don't even want to start their brand like because of they don't look like the person that usually starts that brand like especially in lifestyle fashion anything that's you've got to look perfect like yeah we've had some yogis in and they and I always think of like PTs and nutritionists and things PTs you, you it's like we demand them you must have the perfect body in order to tell me how to do something Actually, no, they've studied really hard to understand the human body and everyone's body is very different. So that's what they need to know. Like you don't need to be this, what society tells you to be, do what you want to do. Like it's so sad, isn't it? It's really, really sad. Totally. And I feel like this conversation is really going to bring to awareness. This is why I said at the beginning of the episode, make sure you have your journal. It's just going to bring to the surface what beliefs you've been telling yourself and what they're stopping you from doing. If you have the thought that, you know, I can't do something because I don't look like that person. Is it causing you to earn less than you want in your business? Is it causing you to do less of what you really want to do? And you ran a poll on your Instagram asking Mm. people, you know, their opinions, and you got such a ferocious response. And I think that's just a testament to how many of us women have this show up for us in some kind of way. Like, I love that comment that there was a comment where someone wrote the comment, they replied to your poll and was like, even just writing out this comment was a brainwave for me. Like I didn't even realize it was there. So should we get into some of the things that your community has shared? I am so up for that. Yeah. Should we just start by, was there a comment or a response that really stuck out for you where you, where you were like, oh my God, I, that's huge. I feel that. To be honest, we got so many comments. Like it was one of my most engaged kind of comments, polls. Obviously things are quite quiet at the moment. But everybody have a show. Firstly, the poll result, because we did two two polls, which firstly, it was like you say, is physical appearance a factor when showing up online? So I kind of pitched it as, 
do you worry about the way you look? And 85% said yes, and only 15% said no. They were all female that replied. And it's so sad, but that's what was expected. It's so what was expected. I expected a big result, but um, it just made me sad. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Really sad. And then the other one was, before I go into the comments, do you think physical appearance is related to success? And this one was actually quite good because it was 53% yes and 47% no. So it's pretty much a 50-50 split. And I only asked that because... I'm just only going back to something I do remember from my uni course, which was a thing called the halo effect. And I think it's so important because I do think society is changing. And the halo effect is when one trait of a person or a thing is used to make an overall judgment of that person. Mm -hmm. And halo is a positive effect. So, and there's, I think it's the horn effect, which is a negative effect. So this study was all about women. They did people on trial and they were like beautiful people on trial in courts and then not so like society deemed beautiful people. And the beautiful people got less of a sentence than the not so. Um, so it's all about that, that just on physical appearance, they are judged that they are a good person. But I think, and I'm going to talk about it later, but I'm just going to touch on it now. Things are changing. People are given a voice, even Instagram, even though people moan that, um, and I do, I'm in there, that there's so many forms of media that you can communicate on now, videos, this. Before it was just an image. It was an image without really a voice. So we were judged on that physical appearance. Now, unfortunately, it's a human trait. We will always judge someone on the way they look. That is our first judgment. And you can't get around that because you've not heard what they're about. So you do have to get over that. That is going to be a judgment. But we are given a voice now. We are given a voice. And you no longer, I don't, I don't follow people that follow them for their beauty. I follow them for their message and for what they're about. But I want to talk about that later. So I'm not going to talk about that now, but I just wanted to do the poll results just so people kind of got an idea. And more, it's important that if you're listening now and thinking, yeah, it's like me, everyone feels like that. (laughs) Everyone feels like they, they don't want to show up because of physical appearance. But one bit we looked at, I think we had three or four that all came under this theme and we've just spoken about it. It's that correct appearance to be taken seriously or be seen as a business owner and especially in their industry. So we had this from everything from yogis to plus size brands. And shall I go through like a few that, so let me have a look. So I used to worry about this when I was teaching yoga. It felt like I had to look and dress a particular way. I worry less now and use a heavy filter if I'm not feeling it, which filters came up quite a lot. And then I'd love to touch on the plus side stuff because I do feel like we've kind of covered the sort of role and how you should look. But I feel hugely self-conscious having to model my own clothing line because I can't afford a real life model. I'm a size 18 and I worry that it means my brand is perceived as lower quality as plus size is associated with lower quality, fast fashion brand, not luxury. It shouldn't be the case, but it is. There's no high end size inclusive brands. Maybe I'll be the first. Or maybe I won't succeed because of it. And that nearly made me cry just saying that last sentence. (laughs) Yeah. Never. (laughs) Never. (laughs) But this is how our brain works. Yeah. Our brain is like, there are, yeah, there are no, zero. It doesn't exist. There's no plus side brands that are luxury. So therefore, I can't do that. Therefore, if I was to do that, it would fail. How sad is that but it is like you say it's your brain and I love how even I read that it was like reading someone's brain thoughts wasn't it like I've got this incredible brand oh but it might not work oh but it might work and then it won't work and it's like 
oh, it's so sad. It's so sad that our brains are fixed like that. But then someone will come along who's maybe even not plus size. They're a multi-billionaire that lives on a yacht who doesn't care about what people think. They'll start a luxury plus size brand. There won't be any thoughts or feelings behind it. And you'll be the one that could have done that and could have changed the world. It's that kind of just breaking that barrier down. And reading that comment just made me so sad because I was like, it, it summarizes everything that's wrong about society. That, like you said, A, no one's done it yet. And society is judging that plus size is not luxury. And it's so sad because I don't think as individuals, we like I definitely don't. And I can't speak on behalf of everyone in the world, but I don't think that. I think I want that. I want to see it. I'm not plus size myself, but I want to see it. I want to see some incredible brands and I want to see fashion shows and I want to see diversity. I don't want to see stick thin girls. I'm not, I'm not plus size, but I'm not a stick thin girl. I can't relate to them either. I can't relate to anyone. Like, I want to relate to not. And it's so sad that that is not perceived as luxury. And she's not, like you say, you're not pitching yourself at that high end rate that needs to happen just because no one's done it before. And society is telling you no, because someone else has told you that's fast fashion. That's quick. That's not what people want in terms of they don't want to pay for it. And actually, I'm sure totally. there's a big audience out there that do. And it's so interesting because I feel like this is really touching on fat phobia. Like I feel like the way that we look, it crosses so many lines of like how society hates fat people, how it judges people of colour or with certain hair types and like all of these things. It's a much bigger question than do I like how I look in the mirror? It extends so deep and so wide. So I just want to add that if you are having your these thoughts, I want you to know that society, it's like we're drenched in this pressure cooker told who what we should look like. So when it comes to this person deciding to be like a plus side brand and be a luxury brand in that sense, what is actually happening is that you're having to confront all of these things that you've been told and taught to believe by society. And that is an incredibly challenging and courageous thing to do, to say that I can see who you want me to be, but I'm going to do my own thing anyway. Making that switch, I don't think it's something that happens overnight at all. Like this is maybe a lifelong commitment, a lifelong journey to changing how we've been programmed to think. But I also think the first step is acknowledging that you have these two conflicting ideas of who you think you should be, but what you actually want to be doing and achieving in the world. Because going first is terrifying. But what could you create for yourself and for your community if you did go first? If you did step out and say, I'm going to do this, it may not be pretty at times, <laughs> but I'm going head first and I'm going all in. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I was just thinking as you were talking and it's come up, at, um, my friend Jen runs um, the Liberty Lounge. And it's so good. It's all about body love and exclusivity and the right word, inclusive. <laughs> whichever the one that everyone's allowed to <laughs> always get that wrong <laughs> like I don't want to make it look like a VIP area but and it's the thought that I feel like plus size and shapely it's deemed as a temporary measure society has always made you think that it's a temporary thing so that's why it's never been deemed as a luxury brand and a fast fashion brand because they're trying to say mm. you'll only want it for a short amount of time but that's society telling you that that's not everything so and it comes through the mindset what I was thinking just then is, I know I've done it. 
I'll show up when I'm skinnier. I'll show up when I've got more makeup on or I've had my hair done or I've, I've done that. And it's exact same with plus size. You're told that it's a temporary thing and it's not, it's going to change. Actually, it's not. That you'll lose the weight, do you mean? Yeah, as in like when I lose the weight, I will feel better about myself. And that's why. And it, it's such a horrible thing to put on society that and we're women especially are made to feel like that when I'm that I will be successful when I'm a bit skinnier I'll do that when I'm a bit prettier you've got to do it in your natural state and because you'll never get there you've got to there's never a like utopia of the way you're going to look there's never a time and you're going to wake up and you're going to think I look banging today like there probably will be days yeah. like that like I look banging I hope to see Wait, my hold on. I did have that day this morning yeah. I was like I just got my hair did I was gonna say yeah I was gonna say you do look banging too but it's those days we like I hope I see my ex I hope yeah, I see my ex <laughs> those days you never do yeah you never do Don't on this. and look, that's probably wrong I mean like you do have those good days and you have those good nights where you go out in a banging outfit but it's always this chase isn't it this chase 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 to you're always going to be better and I think it's so sad and it's only because it stems from that that the plus size it does feel like we're told it's temporary and you will get skinnier one day and actually it might be your body type it might be it's you it's that's you as a person and I I think it's so sad that comment actually got to me the most I think because it kind of sums up everything about being a business owner as well that like I can't afford the models no one can really afford it when they start unless you've been given funding you're having to put yourself out there as the full face of the brand, the model, the business owner, everything. And it's so daunting and hard. And actually, I reckon if you did it, you are showing a real person who is scared, who will be able to connect with lots of scared people who are plus size or any size. Everyone's got their own fears and they will fully connect with you. And you will show them that in your clothes, you will feel amazing. You will not be deemed by society that it's fast fashion, it's temporary it will be you. Mm. So yeah, that comment got me. One thing that I just want to say on that last comment is that one way to break this way of thinking is to look at all the people in your life and not everyone who is skinny or fits what you think is how you should look has the life in the business that you want. Just period. (laughs) Exactly. 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 Like, honestly, most of the people I know, we're all in a bit of a, I'm going to swear, a bit of a shit show. So it doesn't matter what size you are. Literally. <laughs> Things are dumb. You know what? Like, Literally. they're not. It's just, it isn't that you suddenly can wear a size eight and that like, you're given a million pounds and the Instagram following and the business, like that doesn't happen. And what I always say to people is that you are literally adding more time onto your manifestations. Because if you say, well, when I lose the weight, then I can show up. You've just added this, like, if it takes you a year to lose weight or become that person who you think you should look like, you've added on a year to your journey when you could just throw that belief out. You could just throw that away. But yeah, let's move on to the next one. Exactly. I think it's just, it's just such a waste of time. It sounds awful. It's such a waste of time. And it sounds awful because I'm from a marketing background, but marketing and media are to blame. We are told that when you're skinny, you're going to, like you say, you're going to be living on a yacht. You're going to be rich. When you're beautiful, you're going to be living on a yacht with a model boyfriend in a boat with a nice perfume, probably. <laughs> like That's how we're taught. <laughs> and actually, we need to fight against that narrative and marketers need to fight against it and the media need to fight against it. I'm, I was going to mention it later, but I'll actually mention it. I had a conversation with my friend and 
we were on a handy and then we were talking about she said she watched the bold type which I haven't actually watched which she said it was brought up there that we as like I'm a 30 I'm 35 next month but we are given magazines and they are full of girls well, 15, 14, 15, 16, they are modeling clothes for th- women in their 30s. They're, they're pitched at women in their 30s. You've got a bit of money, I suppose. I have, <laughs> but the women who do have money, <laughs> those ones. We're told that we should look like that in the clothes. We should look like a 14-year-old girl that's not developed, that's not kind of a 35-year-old woman is not going to look like a 14. I was like, God, that is so true. The media is telling us because they're dressing these lovely, beautiful young girls and pitching them as late 20s, 30 year olds that as a late 20 30 year old 40 50 whatever you're meant to look like that and actually it's just a mind like it's you're like you're looking in the mirror thinking I don't look like that of course I don't like I don't look like a 14 year old I don't really want to look like a 14 year old now but and I was like it really triggered something I was like you've got to stop like we've got to stop letting the media fool us into this and it's just not spoken about enough it's not spoken about actually I'm going to go on to it in a second so I'll, I'll talk about it and then we'll go into the comments about it but it's not spoken about we're compared against especially Instagram filters full cosmetic surgery which I don't have anything against I think do whatever you need to do if you want to do it but it's not spoken about enough we're compared to people that have had full facial reconstruction or full body reconstruction they then got a filter on they then got a tune on and then we're told that we can go and get that at the gym or we can get that with makeup or even just a small filter. You can never reach that potential. And we've got to stop comparing ourselves to that. We've got to get more real. And I'm the, I always put a filter on. I just do. It clears my skin off a bit, just because, especially because of the skin issues I've got. It gives me confidence. But I hope I never put one on strong enough that it distorts who I am as a person. But it's just this horrible cycle, isn't it, of society, media, marketing, Instagram, social media, we're constantly comparing and I know everyone knows we do it but it's just so easy to do because it's not spoken about enough we're comparing ourselves to the unachievable totally and this is the paradoxical thing because as someone who's seeing everything that you're saying about like the plastic surgery and all of this now when I shop with small business owners I don't shop with anyone who has an Instagram full of skinny models when I look at them and I think I feel like there's some surgery done when I look at a brand and I'm like every model looks the same I don't shop there personally and it's because intentionally I'm making that choice but then if you're a small brand and you have a body that's different to what society says it actually could become a huge selling point for people who like me are like, no, I'm not doing it. So it becomes a total paradox where you're like, yeah, I don't look like that model, but can I be courageous enough to be like, I don't look like that model and you want to be me and you want to get to know me. Like, can you do that? (laughs) So yes, hell yes. And I love that actually I do feel like it's moving away. I forgot what brand it was, but there's a big brand that's just brought out a campaign and it was literally stretched out. And I feel bad because they're, they are real women. They, they're just blessed with some like supermodel genes. But, so I don't want to like mock these women, but they were all super tall, super skinny, supermodel women all white and actually everyone outed them and I thought who now wants to buy from a brand like that anyway yeah I want someone who's going to show me especially clothing it's just been drilled in that that's because they're kind of like the clothes hang off them 
I then buy that clothing. It doesn't hang off me. It yeah. sits there and it squidges there and then I send the clothing back. Yeah. So what's the point in doing that? Because you're not actually, in terms of a business side of things, people need to see what your clothes look like on real people. And like, I will shop from someone who has, like you say, a diverse range. I want to see that clothing in every type of shape and size and whatever. And I really hope that things are changing now. And we've been drilled in that we should be one way. And especially as business owners, is everything we should look this way. But actually, I hope individual pressure is saying you're actually going to be much more successful business owner if you show up as a real person, if your models are real people, if you are actually showing your clothes, your products, whatever you're selling, your service, as a real connection, as a real emotion, as a real thing, stop trying to fit into old school marketing. It's dead. It's dead in the water. And I'm the same as you. I will not shop from someone. I don't, I don't even pay attention. I don't follow. I was thinking that today and I put it at the bottom of my notes. When you're thinking about showing up and I don't look like those people, think about the people that you actually follow. You might follow mm. these amazing, beautiful, tuned people. I don't follow a single one of them because I don't connect with them. Like I don't connect with them at all. Like I connect with funny people who like have silly lives and do silly things. And on my day, it breaks up my day. I don't want to see just someone looking amazing all the time. Like it's boring. It's honestly, it is boring. Like I want to see personality. Like I was talking about the halo effect. It's that five second judgment on the way you look, but that five seconds is five seconds in a lifetime. I, you judge them on the way they look in five seconds, but then the next hours, days, months, you're judging them on who they are. And if you connect with them on values, on ethos, on their humor, that's how people judge you. I can't think of one person that I follow because of they're beautiful. I follow them because they're funny mainly, like, and we connect on that personality level. But yeah, I'll move on to the comments. So we had a comment to say, fear my ugly, which I hate that word, is the first, my hug, my ugly, <laughs> my ugly face is the first thing that new clients saw. Would they be not interested in my products? So I got a brand photo shoot done for this reason so I could show up and be happy with what I was putting out. It's harder to fault yourself when someone else freshly taking a photo. So it's a quite a nice comment of how they've overcome it and shown up in a way that suits them. And then we had another comment, which is related. I think I feel uncomfortable about showing up online has to do with the worries about what other people think of me, mainly people that I know, even though it feels so sad to say. To be honest, I worry that they judge me and think that's not how she looks in real life and that they perceive me as fake as a result. God, just writing that is a huge eye opener. Yeah, and those comments are really similar, I feel, because they're all about that I don't look a certain way and I'm worried about what people think of me. That's the kind of crux of it, isn't it? And even if I put a filter on, are they going to judge me that I put a filter on and that I don't look like that in real life? If they meet me in real life, it's that constant Mm. like battle of, I want to put a filter on to be confident. And I think it's a big one for business owners of that. I'm worried about the way I look will pit people off buying my products. We've said it before with clothing, with fashion, with any products. This lady's not in um, fashion. But I think everyone does. Everyone's told to show up, but then they go, well, what if someone doesn't like the way I look? And I don't want to show up because what if they? I'm putting them off and they would rather see someone that looks more suitable for the brand. And I just think it's so sad. One thing I did to get around this, because I was quite conscious of my friends and family seeing me and I got not nasty comments, but my friends, we're quite sarcastic to each other. So they'll be like, Mm -hmm. oh, face for radio. Or like if I put a filter on 
And what I did is I just stopped. Like, I know everyone said you should talk about your business all the time. You should, you should. But my friends and family aren't specifically related to my business. So they don't mm-hmm. have to be a part of that. They don't have to see all my stories. They're not actively a customer. They never will be. They are there just to watch what I'm up to. That's lovely. And they are very supportive. But actually, and this isn't marketing advice because I do get you should shout about your business. For me personally, I don't tell everyone what I'm up to in my business because it's more pressure, especially like the people from school that find out about your business, people that you don't even connect with. They're just there watching. And actually, it's horrific for your engagement because you've got people that are watching your stories and Instagram's going to show them your stories and not your customers. So that is from a marketing perspective. You want your customers watching your stories, not everyone Tom, Dick and Harry from school (laughs) that's like watching. So I'm so with you on that because you can really fall into the trap of trying to prove or convince other people that you can do it. And my thing is, is that you're, you can only have one goal at a time. Like you're either trying to prove people who aren't going to buy your products that you can be successful, or you can just connect with the people who are going to buy your products. And it's like, I don't think you can achieve those same things at the same time. So maybe it is a case of, not including them, letting that go. Like I, so random, but I'm like dating a lot of people at the moment. Do I sound like you have now? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Doing a lot of dates and on Hinge and people always ask me for my Instagram. And at first I would give them my Instagram. I only have one Instagram route that I really use, which is my business one. And then I just started to say no, like I don't have one for you to look at because it's like, I don't want any of my time spent on Instagram to be like diluted by my thoughts of what they, what I think they are thinking of me. And I think in the comments that you shared, it's the same thing where they're like, there's so much bandwidth being spent thinking about how am I being perceived rather than am I hitting my sales targets? Like, you know? Totally. And I, totally, like you say, you're, you're putting all your energy into proving to other people that you can do something and you'll totally lose your message. You totally lose your brand messaging, what you're about, what you're trying to do with your business, because you're trying to show up for people that aren't your customers. And mm-hmm. like you said, it, I love that you're spending too much bandwidth on not the important things. And it's really sad. And so many people fall into that trap. They're so worried about their friends and family are going to say or what they're saying behind their back. I think everyone said it. This isn't a new thing. And I'd like that we talk about new things. I'm not being funny, but if they're not saying anything nice, then it doesn't matter that you are higher than them. People don't talk about you unless they're, if they're happy in their lives and they were supportive, they wouldn't talk about you. So let them do them. But I think just stop. I just think, either don't tell people I, I really want to expand on the dating thing as well because I <laughs> I haven't dated in a while <laughs> I'd love to get your thoughts on because it affected me I was dating last year yeah and um had some breakups and things and I don't know if anyone listening as well it really affected it knocks your confidence and then did it I mean you're different I think because I feel like you're just this like fire like <laughs> amazing and I feel like your confidence is never knocked but anyone listening on my side (laughs) it really knocked my confidence as a business owner I was like am I good enough am I good enough and this is a totally different story but I'd love to hear in the comments if anyone's if they're dating as a business owner how it affects your confidence does it like link into it how does it affect yours I feel like you're just nailing it that old you First of all, total transparency. I just want to say that my confidence absolutely gets knocked. And it's so interesting because confidence, we're taught that confidence is this solid and rigid thing. But actually what I found is that 
in terms of my business, confident, great, vulnerable, open, shiny, fantastic. And it's like, I've just recently started dating. So I went through a huge breakup last year with a long-term partner. So I've just recently started dating and I've had to like gain confidence in this area where in my business, confidence is like off the charts. In terms of dating, you know, I've taken some lessons from my business and um, in dating, there's some more work to be done. Let's just say that. (laughs) But the way I think it's shown up for me, it's like how people perceive my business really is coming up. Mm -hmm. Like, so if I meet someone and they're like, Mm. they have a different relationship to their career and their business. My business is my mission. It's my contribution to the world. It's incredibly important that I reach as many people as possible. It's very important to me. I take it very seriously, the work that I do with my clients and what I do on Instagram. But when I meet someone who maybe doesn't have that relationship with their career or with their life, there's a part of me that wants to sort of tone down what I think is possible for me like what I want to achieve because I'm like my brain is like oh if they know that you want to be really wealthy and create lots of wealth for yourself and if they if they know that you want to write a book one day and be on this global stage as I do want to then they are going to perceive me negatively and that's really what I've had to do a lot of work on on how people see me wanting and going for this success. Wow, isn't that that? It just shows, I'm so interested in how different people, because you were saying that and I was like, she's this incredible woman, she wants to write a book. And like you say, but that's a limiting thought in your head that someone might perceive that as a bad thing. Whereas I was getting hyped, like, yeah, like I would date her. Well, (laughs) into girls, I totally date you. Yeah, like the thing is, is that my ex-boyfriend literally would look at my, so just for context, he supported me in so many ways. Like he's such a huge, amazing person. But some things that I wanted, he'd be like, "Mm, no, that's not quite right. So it's not that like Mm. my brain has loads of evidence for why this is true. But I just want to say just because my brain has evidence doesn't mean that I should walk around believing that. And I should think that every guy is not going to want to date me because like I care about my business. And I'm like, like that 100%, as you said, it's totally a limiting belief that I'm working through. And it's like on me. I love that. And bringing it back to the comments on business. I love how you said that you can kind of not pocket that confidence, but you can kind of put that confidence in different areas. So I love that there could be people out here now saying, I'm not the most confident person. When I go to a party, I'm not the girl on the dance floor. I'm not the girl that wants to talk to other people. But actually in your business, something that you're so passionate about, you can have all the confidence in the world in that area and you can just segment. You don't, a lot of people I think, and it all links in with physical appearance. I'm not confident when I'm away from, like in the real world, I suppose in like my personal life, but they make that into their business life. And you're like, it does. I think that's what connect disconnected me. Like I still don't get in photos with my friends and they, they find it funny though. There's horrendous photos because they're trying to get photos of me now, but like I still aren't confident enough to have photos of me because I won't want to see them after. But in my business, I'll go on lives, I'll do this, I'll do that, because it's a different thing. It's I'm showing up for something else. So I love when you said that, because it's so true of like date, it could be of anything, couldn't it? Totally. You find a different confidence. I love how you say it's not a solid block thing, confidence. You find it in different areas. Like you might be this incredible, confident mum but you might not be confident here. It's Mm. it's just all the different pockets of confidence you have. It's not across your whole life. And you just have to learn to kind of phase them into different areas, don't you? Yeah. And then secondly, 
I love how you were saying about the because what you're pretty much saying is you're a strong, independent woman. And in still in society, there is that I think there's this fear to show that and a fear, wow. especially in front of men, to show that. And we had a really good comment. I can name her actually because Annabelle is one of my, she's a PR contact. She's incredible. And this was her like PR perspective on this matter. And it totally links to women and men difference and appearance. So from a PR perspective, I traditionally worked on bigger businesses and often spokespeople are men. She would always look for female speakers, but they're not always available or they're not kind of, she can't find them in that Mm -hmm. area. They're not kind of putting themselves out there. I have never had a male client question if he was qualified or okay to position himself as an expert to show up in that PR position. Now I work with smaller female-led businesses. This has come up so much. Women fear visibility. I think because they're used to being judged on their appearance and also the media and social media are quicker to judge how women look and make this a part of the story, e.g. female politicians are written about how they look. Mm. So I think it leads quite nicely into that strong, independent woman women are still then hold back with that kind of narrative of they can be a really strong independent woman, but they're still going to be judged on the way they look. They're still going to be judged on the shoes they wear and the clothes they wear and they don't quite move right. You'd never judge a man like that. You just listen to what he's saying because he's probably just, we're so used to having to listen. Yeah, (laughs) I'm so with Um, you. And it's like becomes this like block of we question ourselves because we're afraid of being seen. And what the work I'm doing on myself is can I allow myself to show up and be seen and be totally okay with whatever happens? So it may be a case that I'm just business dating. I I feel like they're very similar in so many ways. Like you may go on a date with someone and you're like, oh, I have this amazing business. They see you doing Instagram live or Instagram stories and they're like, oh, that's so cringe. Like they might not use Instagram in that way, but can you be open to feeling the rejection and still being okay and moving forward. And that's really what I'm doing (laughs) in my dating life. I'm like, this is just painful, but it's like, I like the end result of like where I want to go, but it's like opening yourself up to being seen and people being like, "Mm, no, not for me. Like, can we be okay? And I feel like women We've been socialized to care for other people and all and like really cater to other people's needs and emotions. And if you aren't catering to other people's needs and emotions, you're seen as very selfish. And it's like we have to reclaim that and define what do I want to make it mean? Is it okay for people to be wrong about me, essentially? And can I stand in my own opinion of myself? It is so true. Like you say, that there's such this blur between dating and running a business. It's that big <laughs> blur of women are meant to be caring. And like you say, they're meant to put everyone first. We're in a business, you're putting yourself first. You're putting yourself out there. You're putting your thoughts out there, your voice out there. And I was thinking today in the shower, as everyone has their little <laughs> thoughts, <laughs> little shower thoughts, I was like, it has not. No wonder women especially struggle with this, with this link between body image, getting their voice out there. This is what it's all about, isn't it? Is connecting your body image with voice. It has only been, I I was actually thinking in the shower because I still feel like I'm stuck in the 90s. Do you know everyone, I feel like the 90s are 10 years ago, but they're 30 years ago. So actually like, it's been, I'm like, so my years are all out. I'm like, it's only 50 years ago, but I'm like, it's probably about a hundred years ago now that women were housewives they had to look pristine they had to do their job they did not have a voice it has only been a hundred years in the thousands upon thousands of years that humans have existed the last hundred years women have had a voice and no wonder please don't put any blame on yourself if you're still struggling 
to use that voice. We're really the first generation. I mean, my parents' generation are probably the first that got a proper voice, but they still were, like were straddling between two generations of kind of the woman didn't have a voice and then they did. We're that first generation where we've got a voice and we are leading the way. And especially from that PR perspective, I'm sure there's so many business owners that want to get into PR, but that physical appearance is the thing that like, I don't want, I, I do. I'm like, I don't want to see my face in the newspaper. <laughs> no, thanks. Like, I don't, what is anyone else? But actually it's your voice that's being seen. It's your yeah. voice and your purpose and your everything. It's not what you look like. And I, I just, I don't blame women. I don't blame women for feeling like this because we, it's been so soon that we've been allowed to do allowed to do this and we've still got a bit of fight back and I'm never I'm never a man hater because I think there's brilliant men out there that are so full women's rights so I hate that narrative of like men versus women but unfortunately there's still a societal pushback against women and we're still pushing that final bit and I just think you've just got a that physical appearance link has got to be pushed to one side to allow that our voices to be heard and really use this sort of time and like you say it's dating's exactly the same you meet a guy and there's this expectation that you uh, I think you still feel like you need to be this caring maternal type and I'm like I'm not really like sorry I'm quite like (laughs) doing my own thing a little bit yeah no like I don't clean like don't ask me to cook for you it's not going down (laughs) and I'm probably gonna earn more like I'm just sorry like I'm not gonna be that girl It's so true, isn't it? And you've got to be exactly the same in business. You've got to say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to look perfect all the time. I'm not going to do this all the time. I have got a voice and this is what I want to do and change the world. I think everyone changes the world. I know I keep saying change the world, but I think even if you had a lovely small jewelry line that you think I'm not changing the world on like Etsy or something, you are, you are changing, you are carving your own path and you are showing generations behind you that you can do your own thing and live a life on your own terms. So this is why I'm so passionate about this physical appearance thing because I totally empathize with everyone. Even we cut out earlier and then I just got, Jamie, you get a full face of like your screen. <laughs> I was like, oh God. <laughs> like, Kyra, come back. <laughs> like, come back. <laughs> I need to see your face. It's nicer. They're like, don't you think, God, we're recording a thing all about the physical appearance. And I'm like, oh, I like fix my hair. And it's totally. like, God, just, I just want to shave my head, I think, and just be like, <laughs> just, just be I'm done, done like, with it. Just like, yeah, yeah. Like, not doing physical appearance anymore. So yeah, I, I feel like we've kind of gone through, like we had lots of comments, by the way. It's just, we've gone through the main themes of it. It's not showing up because you're worried about what people think of you, what your friends and family think, what other people think. That kind of tidy feeling like my house has to be tidy. I have to be tidy. And that, like we were saying, it all goes into that. We're told that a business person looks this way and a police officer, a police officer does look a certain way because they have to wear a uniform, but like, you know what I yeah, mean? Like course. that kind of societal role. And then we've gone through, yeah, so that societal role, like correct appearance be taken seriously and then women historically being judged on appearance and the way they look and unfortunately it's still very strong in the media so so strong I hate politicians being judged on the way they look what they're wearing especially like my biggest thing is like president's wife Mm. they always get judged and you think like stop like that is so old school like it's so old school like look what she wants she just married a guy (laughs) she doesn't want this like she's probably got a job herself like leave her alone literally I was reading Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, which talks about all her experience being married to Obama. And it's like, she's judged on her appearance as if she just sits at home and stands by his side. Like being the wife of the president was its own jobs, had its own demand. And 
and she's doing all of those things and she has to make it look effortless and you have to make it look like you had like eight hours of sleep last night and make it look so easy and it's just really fake (laughs) it's just not fun it's a huge I guess waste of energy because you have to hold up this Mm. facade and you're not being authentic to yourself I think we've chatted a lot about a lot of the things that stop women and that come up for women I want to talk and shift the conversation to what do you think business owners listening to this who are really relating to what we're saying what can they do to start to changing the tide on this in terms of their own business and what they're doing on a daily basis so yeah so this is all comes from personal experience so um I'm not an expert like you and I cannot wait to hear what you are going to offer. But these are my kind of tips that I've um, worked through. So firstly, it's focus on your purpose and let your purpose drive you. Let the service and the outcome drive. It's so easy to let the appearance, like we keep saying, take the bandwidth, take that bandwidth out and replace it with the purpose. Every day, keep reminding yourself why you want to run this business, what it's going to do to change people's lives. And I, to me, I know it does drive me to show up online and it drives me. When I forget that purpose, then the fears of appearance kind of start creeping back in because I allow it to take up that space. So that's kind of my number one tip. And then from like a marketing point of view, people crave connections. People, human beings are innately tuned to crave connections. Even the biggest, biggest, biggest introverts on this planet, they want a connection with another human being. That's what your audience are after. They're not there to look at your face. They're not there to judge you on the clothes you're wearing. They are there to build a connection with someone and find their people. You are their person. You just need to show them that. So as soon as you realize that, that, and I like we've said before, look at the people that you're following. You're following them because you've got a connection with them. It's a deeper level connection. It's not on appearance. It's on what they're offering. So really try and remind yourself that these human beings, as I say, following you and watching you, they're not staring at your face. They are listening to your voice. Every human being is trying to improve themselves. They're trying to transform their lives. You are helping them with that. And that's what they're trying to absorb from you. They're absorbing your energy. They're absorbing your skills. They're not trying to absorb your beautiful face or like your lovely brand new clothes. They are looking to transform their own lives. So try and remember that They're not following you because of you. They're following you because of them. And they're trying to see what you can offer them. So another like big one. So they're kind of, I suppose, my two and let that. um, And I hope that once you've got kind of those two, that that inner confidence then comes out and it shines um, rather than that kind of external. It becomes a none and void. Your new followers, like I said before, they will judge you for about three seconds on the way they look. It's a human behavior. You have to get over that kind of thing. It's just what happens. We all do it. But remember, that's three seconds for the rest of your relationship. Bang in there with that confidence. Bang in there with that value. Bang in there with that message, that ethos, those values that you can bring to them. And that's wiped away. They will not care what you look like. It's you that judgment, that initial judgment's gone. So, yeah, they're my kind of top two, I'd say. I love that. I love that, that everything that you said about like letting your purpose drive, like letting it be something bigger than you. I'm going to take it back to dating. I love it. It's a great way to like put this 
make it external from you so you can like see the explanation but like when I'm on hinge or when I'm thinking do I want to date someone it's really easy to be to look at them and be like what kind of car do they drive what kind of job do they have are they handsome like as you would traditionally put it and my whole life I've been told that I'm a pretty person like I grew up hearing Mm. oh like she's so cute she's so pretty but what it actually meant for me is that People would like me or men would like me because of my physical appearance. But the actual part of who I am, the gooeyness, the grossness, the goofiness parts of my personality, it would be at odds with how they see me, with what they want to be. So it meant I was in lots of relationships with people who were just dating me because they thought I was hot and I had a cool job in fashion to be frank. Mm. And it meant that I was starving for connection. I like really craved someone to see my soul. But because I was so focused on people, how they look like and people look thinking about how I look like, I miss that connection. So now what I'm doing, how I'm approaching dating differently is acknowledging that my brain is like, oh, but what kind of job does he have? Like acknowledging that I have that conditioning And then being like, I'm all in for the human connection. Like I'm all in for someone to really see me and to really love me, not because I'm pretty, but because they love the really ugly, gross, hidden, annoying parts of me. And so when it comes into comes back to business and how I can relate this to the small business owners listening is ask yourself, is it really worth hinging your whole success on how you look? And be really truthful for that. Maybe it is worth it for you to spend like lots of money and time in that area. Then maybe right now with where you are, the fact that you are working on your own, you may have limited budget, you may have a full-time job, a family, maybe right now it's not worth it for you to be chasing these societal standards maybe like you don't have money to spend like a hundred pounds on mac and like showing up with just a little bit of mascara is all you can do like be really honest with yourself with on where you're spending time and why because at the end of the day you are a business you aren't a hobbyist you aren't like just blogging for shits and giggles your business's job is to create money otherwise you wouldn't be selling anything so make sure that all of your beliefs are leading you to sales are leading you to that financial abundance if that's what you want to create but I think we first need to get really clear that you know, you're either going to want someone because they're really pretty Mm. or you're going to want someone for their heart and soul. It is so true. And I love how much they link together. Like you say, it's you could have these quite shallow relationships based on appearance, Mm. link that to business. And it's it's not those sales. It's not a business. It's a hobby. It's a, I mean, hobbies are great. So a lovely shallow (laughs) relationship. Like a little fling with a hot person. (laughs) But exactly like don't like, you know, don't really like each other, have nothing in common, but you know, you got with him. Great. Yeah. Look blooming good together. But if you're looking for love and you're looking for that kind of long-term relationship, that's the business side of things, isn't it? If you want those really enriched customer relationships, you've got to show your true self and go deeper than the way you look and really acknowledge that it's so true. It's always about looking at what other people are. Like we say, who are you looking, following? Look at relationships. 
are they together? Are they, those people that have been together for a long time and you really look at them and go, they are in love and they love each other. Is there anything to do with physical? I'm sure it is to a level, but it's not. It's got that deeper connection and it's not about physical appearance. It's all of my friends. They've kind of dated the hot guys and then they've married the not so, not so hot guys. Because they're funny, as they say. Literally. Funny guy. Personality. Exactly. Exactly. Shine through. But I just think it's, it's everything you've said is so true. And I love that analogy with dating. So I just think it's so true. You, I go on dating apps. You think the external stuff's what's important. You think mm. it's the way they look. And that, unfortunately, that's what dating apps do because you are just basing them on yeah, what they look totally. like, what they put out. And as humans, we think that's what's important. But actually, when you look at what is actually important to you, it's none of that stuff. And it's absolutely mm. mad how we've just been like finely tuned to think externally that's what we need to do. But we don't live our lives that way. None of us live our lives that way where we judge. Like, I don't love my friends any differently on the way they look. I don't judge That's my so family true. on the way they yeah. look. And they're my closest people. And you think it's, you've got to start thinking about the way you actually naturally act and the way that people are going to react to you. It's going to be on your letting your personality shine. And don't let the bandwidth be with appearance, be with personality. And I know it's all linked. I know even... People don't want to show up with their true personality because they worry about what people are going to think. But it's the only way people are going to connect with you is that you you show a bit of your true self and you really show that kind of inner stuff. And I, oh, do you know what? I got a Roald Dahl quote because when I was like um, researching and like writing down it, I, it is such a nice one. I was like, this is literally it. It's like you can have a wonky nose and a crooked mouth and a double chin and stick out teeth. But if you have good thoughts, it will shine out your face like sunbeams and you will look lovely. And I was like, that is so true with a business owner, isn't it? And with dating, oh. I've always been like, oh, they might not look the way I look. And I'm like, if I turn up to that date and I am me, I am in a, like a good Kim mode of like, yeah. I'm up for a laugh. I'm up for like, let's do stuff. Let's go and adventure. If I turn up all timid and I don't show who I am and I'm, I'm just worried about the clothes I'm in and what I'm looking, they're going to go, there's going to be no connection, is there? So exactly. I just show up like you're going to have the best date of your life. <laughs> like it's just, and what's there to lose? What is there to lose? It's the same so with the audience. So People true. don't like you that date. They're going to walk off and you're not meant to be together. The next person who comes along, they could be your perfect person. So keep showing up your best self. I think we could talk forever on this topic. <laughs> like, like there's literally there's so much to say about this. So much. And there's a couple of things I want to say just off your point. First of all, that one Ronald Dahl quote, Lucy Hitchcock shared that on my podcast ah, a couple episodes ago. I she? love that you have that in common. Yeah. So good because we always could need that reminder we need to hear it again so I could talk about this for ages with you because there's just so much to explore to uncover but really I hope that everyone listening from this conversation takes that there is you know there's work for us all to do internally on how we view ourselves and how we think other people are viewing us and if anything has come up for you I just want to give you a little resource to support you if you find that you have a belief like oh I have to be really pretty to be successful or I have to lose weight to be successful do go into my website and download the belief busting script it's pdf with journal prompts to literally change and really transform the beliefs that are holding you back. It's free. So do take the time to go through that and do that exercise for yourself, because it's really this internal work that is the work. So 
Kimberly, I want to thank you so much for sharing so much of your time and your wisdom and your thoughts and your energy on this topic. Like you are like the perfect person to have this conversation with. I have a question for you, which is a complete Mm -hmm. 360 from our conversation today. But every guest on the podcast has to answer this question. Okay. You haven't pre- like prepped me for this either, so no, here we go. No. I'm like, hang on a minute. Scroll, scroll. <laughs> oh God, been a freestyling. <laughs> so when you think about your business, everything you've been able to create, I want you to imagine that the slate is wiped clean. Like it's completely wiped. Like you're still the same person, but everything that you've created, it just vanishes. Mm-hmm. And you have the opportunity to rebuild or to build something new, but you can only take three tools with you to do it. And these tools can be physical tools. They can be mindset tools. They can be anything, but they only three things. What three things would you take with you? Oh, Jesus. That is a big one. Three as well. (laughs) No, I think think my biggest one, like I say, I started this years ago and I've dipped in and out with confidence. And I think where I am now, it is, I wish I could have what I have now in terms of that self-belief and the the way I'm driven by purpose and I've really realized that I've stopped my biggest tool that I've kind of and it is a learned tool I wasn't born with it is to really go for it even if it feels horrifically scary and you think you're not good enough for it go for it so it's not really a tool but it's something I've learned would you want actual tools Mm. like 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 marketing no I love that or like or a bit of mix it can be what how guests have answered this in the past is like as you said like that mindset tool of like the confidence the lesson that you learn which like lessons are so valuable for us to take forward it can be a mix of lessons I had someone say diet coke I've had someone say their google drive like a mix mix. it can be anything yeah I suppose that biggest one is that because I where I am now and where I want to drive it it, there'd be nothing and then there's a heap of business tools I blimmin wish I knew at the beginning and it feels like that's the four years just been learning tools oh god yeah Google Drive is my girl. <laughs> I love her. Um, and then I honestly would say the community, and this sounds crazy, but so many people don't reach out enough. And just, I was never that person to, I'm relatively confident, but I would never kind of reach out to people. I was, I think it was my parents kind of taught me, you kind of wait, wait back. You'll look like the kids and you mm-hmm. wait, you just, you wait until you're spoken to, I suppose. As soon as I started reaching out to people, everything changed. I think you always think people mm-hmm. aren't going to talk to you or you're not on there. But if you connect with people that are on your kind of same mission as you, whether it's, it doesn't have to be the same mission, obviously, it's that kind of the direction mission that you're in, that changed everything for me like everything I reach out to so many people now and it has changed whether they've turned into friends whether they turn into really good business acquaintances it has kept me going and if you're sitting there now and you're too scared to reach out to people and you're at the beginning of your journey start now like start now you may think you've got I hate when people say oh you've only got 500 followers I'm like that is a lot of followers like you might have 25 followers or you might have nine followers (laughs) reach out now start really reaching out to people that you think are on the same mission as you and do it in a really casual way be friendly be nice it doesn't have to all be about business just chat and really get involved in that and I generally think those two things along with all the like you say the hard tools as such like the g suites learning wordpress all of that kind of stuff and I'm a marketer so all the automation stuff that actually isn't Mm. that important because anyone can learn that stuff and you can learn it in a couple of weeks it's the other two things of yeah 
reaching out to the community and really getting a part, being a part of the community and learning that from a really early stage and not being scared. And like I say, having that confidence to push through when it feels and don't run away, stop backing away and then coming back, but like run over it, hurdle over it, keep hurdling over it. There'll be another one, but hurdle over it. That's kind of the things I've learned, I suppose. Yeah. I love that answer. It's like, I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> I love it. And diet. I don't mind a diet Coke either. Have <laughs> a diet Coke. Yeah, literally just yeah. a diet Coke Food, in there. snacks. Oh, snacks. Yeah, that is my tool. <laughs> I'm a snack girl. Like, oh my gosh. Snacks, snacks, snacks. <laughs> Get you through the day. Yeah, through life. Oh, like, <laughs> snack a day. Oh, five <gasps> snacks a day. Minimum. <laughs> Kimberly, where can people find you if they want to connect with you and be part of your new rebrand, your new mission? So we are changing. So everything's changing. So I'll give you the new uh, web address because our handle is going to change and I need to confirm that. But we'll be at www.uncommon-folk.com. So it's Uncommon Folk, but there's a little dash in between. So that's where the new website's going to be. It's be launching hopefully next week when this kind of comes out. And we're currently at create.co underscore on our Instagram, but that obviously will be changing to some form of Uncommon Coke. Um, uncommon Coke? It's like Diet Coke chat. Um, uncommon Folk. And I would love to see everyone over there. We're such a cool amount of people. We're mixed from artists to yogis to surfwear brands. We've got some really cool people over there. So yeah, and we're everything's changing so it'd be cool if you come along for the ride as we kind of start again I suppose a little refresh totally and if you've really enjoyed this episode please reach out to Kimberly and let her know what your biggest takeaways were and what you really learned from this because you know I'm so grateful that I got to connect with you that it came through so organically it's as you said like reaching out to people that we were able to have this and I just feel like the ripple effect of us having this conversation of saying hey I feel like this do you feel like this too the ripple effect I think it's going to be really huge in our community that's the biggest thing for me because I am no expert on this this is all like I'm interested in it. I'm enthusiastic about it but it's so important to have these conversations because I want anyone who's sitting there that has this incredible idea and incredible purpose and wants to do something doesn't have to be something that you think is going to be world-changing but I promise it will and you're sat there thinking I don't look the way I should look to be that person or I don't feel good enough promise you are and I promise once you start going it all goes to the side so I just hope it's helped someone that may change the world one day <laughs> Greta Thunberg the new ones out there don't feel like yeah! you look good you could change the world like <laughs> stop thinking about what you look like <laughs> literally so so good thank you so, so much good. for listening connect with me on Instagram at Kyra the Bold and I'll see you next time take care thanks Kyra If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you're going to want to get in touch to Coach With Me one-on-one. We take all of these concepts and materials, apply them to your brain and your business so we can get you to your next level. Join me by going to www.kyramatthews.com forward slash next level. That's www.kyramatthews.com forward slash next level to get your space to coach with me one-on-one. I can't wait to see you there.